this game's underway. Into the windup of his first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. Deep to right field. Way up there. They're going to wave him in. I don't believe it. My, oh, my. And look who's coming up. You have got to be kidding me. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Okay, play ball. Welcome in to Payoff Pitch, Action Network's go-to MLB betting podcast. Brendan Glasheen with Sean Zarillo and Action Network senior editor Colin Whitchurch. Zarillo, one of our best that follows baseball at Action Network. Every Tuesday and Friday, today being Tuesday, we come to you with analysis and breakdown of the MLB slate. Please rate, review, subscribe if you're enjoying the podcast. Here in the month of June, we're, we're off and running here. Baseball is well underway. 16-game slate today with the Pirates and Cardinals playing two uh, today. one fifteen Eastern start. Sean Zarillo, welcome back, of course. Uh, we had Anthony DeBundo sliding in last week. But uh, Zarillo, you've got some thoughts for us, uh, some big-picture baseball thoughts, and uh, it relates to underdogs in MLB. Yeah, I've noticed that underdogs have been juiced like crazy in recent days, and I think it's because they're off to a historically bad start to the season. Historically, underdogs have won at a 42.2% rate. That dates back to 2005. You could find that in our Bet Labs database. This year, they're winning 39.4% of the time, so 2.8% below expectation. But they're down $8,000 if you bet $100 on each of those underdogs in every game. And that's as much as they've lost over full seasons, over their worst full seasons. So the ROI on underdogs this year, minus 8.6%. The worst for a full season is minus 3.8%. That's in 2015. We'll throw out 2020, where they were minus 4.4%, about as much of a sample as we have this year. And then 2019, 3.7%. So more than doubly as bad as they have been in any full season. At some point, these underdogs are going to have a run, or we and all of the books are going to go bankrupt. Fair enough. You have anything to add there, Colin Whitchurch? Well, I just I just think this is a product of... of- baseball today and and the product of of teams basically entering seasons deciding they're not going to try we have such a huge disparity between the best teams and the worst teams we've seen it for the a couple years so i don't know if this is necessarily the answer to the question but teams like the dodgers yankees etc up top teams like the orioles pirates reds you know royals down below it's just the the difference in talent level between the top teams and bottom teams i think is is getting starker than ever got a loaded slate today so let's make sure we get through uh, as much as we can we don't touch on every game we don't promise every game here on payoff pitch but we get to games that the guys want action on so we go to leading off matchups of the day got a good one in the al east Rays yankees Corey kluber v garrett cole these two guys actually went head to head a few weeks ago it's a tbs game as well tonight Rays at plus 190 on the money lines. There we go. There's an underdog here in division. Yankees at minus 235. Totals at seven and a half. Zerillo, what's the uh, what's the play here if you have one? Projected this at plus 189, so about in line with where it is. If it comes up to plus 205, I will bet on the Rays. Otherwise, it is a pass for me. Colin? I'm I'm targeting the first five total here. You know, Garrett Cole, for, for all of his... Success is a top line ace. He's he's got the second highest home run per fly ball rate of his career. 
Tampa is one of the tougher teams to strike out in the league. They're, they're about league average. And, and I'm not a believer in Corey Kluber's ERA at all. He's got a 39% ground ball rate, which is absolutely awful playing in Yankee stadium. He's going to get pounded first five over. You can get a juiced three and a half, but I like the over four at plus 100. I think the, the Rays will have enough success against Cole. We saw Minnesota jump on him early last week. I think Tampa can do something similar, maybe not three straight homers to lead off the game. And, and I think Kluber is going to get absolutely rocked by the Yankees. So first five over four is, is where I'm going here. All right, going to Brewers and Mets. The Brewers of the NL Central, of course, just a, a division I, I can't figure out. Um, it's just been kind of a weird – it's been a roller coaster trying to process what's happening in that division. And the Mets coming off a, a nice win Sunday night against the Angels. That's a 7-10 start, Eastern Standard Time. Brewers on the money line, plus 135. Total set at eight. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of now just going off of what you're – Leadoff thought was, is there, is there value in the Brewers here? Plus 135. I don't think so. And the Mets are a team I've unfortunately lost a lot of money betting against this year. I would lean to the under here. I project this around 7.75. If I got a minus 102 or better on the under eight, I'd probably jump in. But otherwise, it is going to be a pass for me here as well. Okay. Colin, anything you uh, find of value here? Brewers, Mets? Yeah, I actually do like Milwaukee here. Chris Bassett has not looked like himself lately. Uh, last several starts. He also has the worst walk rate of his career since 2018. So he has, you know, not been the pitcher that the Mets thought they were acquiring essentially most of this year. Adrian Hauser is not a pitcher that I'm fond of backing for the most part. He's throwing his sinker less often this year than he has ever in his career. His ground ball rate is below 50% for the first time in his career. But Milwaukee's offense is something I keep coming back to. It's just been one of the biggest surprises of the season among the actual contenders. They're seventh in ISO. They're third in home runs. I think that they're going to hit Bassett here. I love their bullpen if it comes down to it late and it's a close game. I'll take the Brewers at plus 135 for sure. All right. We've got a battle, kind of a battle of L.A. because everyone gets all particular that the Angels aren't in L.A. But anyway, uh, Noah Syndergaard for the Angels facing Tony Gonsolin of the Dodgers. That is the second game of the TBS doubleheader. The Dodgers have lost six of eight. Oh, boy. They are at minus 195 despite that. Angels plus 165 this evening. Totals at nine. Dodgers just got swept by the Giants, Zerillo, so they've got to win this game, right? And Walker Buehler's out for multiple months, so they're going to need a lot out of Tony Gonsolin. I actually realized today that Gonsolin has thrown 25% of his career innings already this season, so how much he's even able to give them the rest of the year is going to be questionable. He is a regression candidate. His ERA is 1.7. X indicators in the mid threes, his batting average on balls and plays 193 strand rate is up at 88%. That said, Noah Syndergaard is still a bet against pitcher for me. Velocity continues to be down three and a half miles an hour from his career average. I brought this up multiple times. There's a list of 116 qualified pitchers. I'm going to reference a couple of times the rest of this podcast, 116 qualified starters who have thrown at least 40 innings this season. Syndergaard is 106th on that list in strikeout rate. So he is nowhere near what he was in his prime, what he was prior to his injuries when he was at the Mets. So betting the daughters on the first five money line here, I like it up to minus 175. All right, Colin. And I think everyone's aware of the Angels. Their their long losing streak. They did snap it uh, last week, but they just they haven't been playing all that well. And yeah, Sunday night against the Mets, they just they just 
get in their own way a lot. But uh, anything here that you're playing here, Angels, Dodgers? Well, Who sits really? Shohei Otani on Sunday Night Baseball, <clears throat> by the way? What are, what, are, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, and notice how they put him in the on-deck circle when it was like 0-2 with two outs. I mean, that was hilarious. <laughs> well, Zarella's really hurting my feelings here with some some – Bad thoughts toward Tony Gonsolin, one of my favorite pitchers in baseball. The man, the man owns a ton of cats. He loves cats. I know Brendan can appreciate that. See, you know something? I was hoping someone else knew that, but uh, full disclosure, folks, you know, when you're trying to do a pond and you got extracurriculars going on, it, it becomes difficult, but we'll leave it at that. No, I, I agree that Gonsolin is due a little bit of regression, but I've really liked what I've seen from him this year, particularly his walk rate. It's down from 14.2% last year to 8.3%. He's really honed in his control. He's only allowing a 513 OPS. I know that's entirely unsustainable, but the Dodgers have been really smart with him, giving him a short leash. He's usually only going about five innings. I don't see any reason he can't do that again here. Thor, as you mentioned, he's not missing bats. He still does have very good control. He's just really trying to basically change what kind of pitcher he is now that he's throwing 93, 94 instead of 99 100 but that's not going to work against the Dodgers his contact rate more so than his strikeout rate it's his contact rate and his inability to put away hitters hitters are hitting something like they're hitting three something against him with two strikes when the league averages in the 100s uh that's very bad news against this Dodgers lineup I like both the first five run line and the game run line first five Dodgers run line minus 130 the game run line you can get actually around plus 100 plus 105 I love that's one of my favorite bets today love the Dodgers here love we we talked about the the underdogs and the bad win rate so I'm going to take a heavy favorite and I'm going to take the run line with the Dodgers today okay makes sense I mean it feels like they'll there's a little bit of urgency going on there now uh, losing six of eight games uh, on deck other games that we want to discuss uh, for today's slate. It's a big one, you know, Tuesday, most teams coming off uh, a day off as usual. That's why we pick Tuesdays and Fridays to uh, deliver this podcast because it's heavy volume of games. Oh, look out. Uh Oh, you think you're safe over there on deck, but <laughs> you're really not. zarillo has got a few, more than a few, uh, that he wants to hit on. So, if Colin, you want to go first, and uh, you've got just two games that you want to touch on quickly here. Yeah, I, I miraculously found two games that Zarillo does not have an opinion on, so I'm going to touch on those well, two. First, first to, one. To be, to be fair, too, you know, Zarillo wasn't here last week, right? So, he's, yeah. got, he's just got a lot to unload, and he's, he's ready for a big, big start to the week here. He's making up for lost time. Well, one of my favorite games of the day is Astros-Rangers. You know, when you're betting on baseball, two of the things you're looking for to find an edge are bad pitchers on good teams or good pitchers on bad teams to bet on or against. And Astros-Rangers gives us the best of both worlds. Jose Arquiti against Dane Dunning. Arquiti's been one of my favorite fade candidates all year. He remains... Very fadeable, 6.33 XERA. His K rate's down 4%. Dane Dunning has been one of my favorite pitchers. Him and Tony Gonsolin are kind of the young mid-rotation guys who I've I've hitched my wagon to this year. And Dunning has been pretty five and divey for the Rangers this year, but he's been very good through those five innings. And Arquiti is just allowing a ton of contact, a ton of fly balls, a ton of home runs. Rangers first five innings, you can get about plus 100. I'll stay away from the bullpens in this game and, and not get uh, – the better number for the full game on the Rangers, but first five plus 100. I love that here with Dunning versus Arquiti. Next game is Reds Diamondback, Tyler Molly against Zach Davies. Molly is another pitcher I continue to target as I look for him to see some positive regression. He did have 10 strikeouts in six innings against Arizona last week. I think we're going to see more good things from him here. Zach Davies has put up 
pretty okay numbers for Arizona this year. Kind of surprising, but I don't expect a lot more of that going forward. So I'll take the Reds' first five here as well at minus 105. Okay, very good. And the uh, yeah, the Reds, they are coming off a split with the D-backs uh, last week. And last night they got a win, uh, 5-4 to open up that series. Okay, Zarillo, you've got uh, you, you've got a lot to touch on, and I love how you're going to leave with the Pirates. Well, it makes sense because the Pirates have a doubleheader, and uh, they begin at 115 today. Yeah, and just some thoughts on betting doubleheaders in general. So I do project JT Brubaker as a better pitcher than Matthew Liberatore. In the first game here, Liberatore has actually been worse than his projections, which are in the mid-high fours thus far in his three starts. Uh, but I like the Pirates' first five to plus 130. Their full game to plus 136. But in game two of the doubleheader, I actually already bet the Cardinals on the first five money line. I like that up to minus 206. Generally, unless I see a massive edge, I'm not going to bet the full game line for the second game of a doubleheader before game one ends because I'm not sure what the bullpen situations are going to look like. But I'm willing to bet the first five line, certainly, if I see an edge. And I do see one with Nicholas. So the Pirates in game one, the Cardinals first five in game two. The Marlins and the Phillies, Trevor Rogers has dealt with some mechanical issues this year. His indicators last year were in the mid threes. This year, they're in the mid to high fours. And Zach Eflin, I think, is one of the most underrated starters in baseball. His indicators have been in the mid threes for the past three years. His XERA is actually in the high twos thus far this year. So like the Phillies first five up to minus 157. The Orioles and Jays have actually got four bets on. I bet both. First five in full game overs, and I bet the Orioles in both halves here. Kikuchi, I mentioned that group of 116 qualified pitchers. He is the highest walk rate amongst that group of 116 pitchers. 13.5% still has a home run issue, so he's giving free passes and then giving up bombs behind it. Jordan Lyles has actually traded some four-seam fastballs and curves this year for sinkers and changeups, so he's changed his pitch mix. Not a guy I normally look to bet on. But I do like the Orioles in this spot, 162 for the first five innings, 168 for the full game. And then the first five over five up to minus 118, the full game over nine up to minus 115. White Sox and Tigers, Dylan Cease is very high on that list of pitchers in terms of walk rate as well. But the Tigers actually chase pitches outside of the zone more than any other team. So this is a pretty good matchup for him to just induce chases, induce swing and miss. And the Tigers have a lot of trouble scoring. So I like the White Sox first five up to minus 170. The Guardians and the Rockies, the Guardians first five to minus 186 is a play for me. Again, that list of 116 pitchers. Antonio Senzatella is 111th in strikeout minus walk rate. Cleveland, the lowest swinging strike rate in baseball. So they're going to dink and dunk a lot of singles against him, wind blowing in at Coors Field today. It's just a bad matchup for Senzatella. The Guardians should be able to get a lot of singles. Coors Field actually has kind of a, a misconstrued way that the baseball flies there. Yes, we see a lot of home runs there, but it's actually just a ginormous outfield where you can dink a lot of singles in front of outfielders. That's what Cleveland is going to do all day to Sensatella. Bieber's metrics have fallen pretty dramatically. That said, his XERA's X indicators are actually still in the low threes, mid to low threes. So I bet against him a lot early in the year. I'm coming around to betting Bieber more frequently now. So their first five line up to minus 186. He's also throwing a slider 40% of the time and the Rockies struggle against sliders. Uh, Oakland's money line is above 200. I think they're just a undervalued underdog here. It's the type of team whose line is going to get juiced up because who wants to bet the Oakland A's who are pacing for 100 plus losses? I like their money line down to plus 173. The Royals pitching staff on pace to break the single season walk record and not by a little, by quite a bit, over 60 walks at this point. Chris Bubich is terrible command, 18 strikeouts, 16 walks in 22 innings this year. 
The Giants do not chase pitches, so they're going to continue to torment this Royals pitching staff. This Royals staff is also super overworked in the bullpen. Brad Keller had a short outing the other day. They racked up a lot of pitches yesterday as well. Logan Webb's X metrics are pretty solid this year, about a quarter of a run higher than where he was last year, but I like the Giants' first five line up to minus 255. And then finally, the Twins and the Mariners, probably the best pitching matchup on the board today, Joe Ryan and Logan Gilbert. I didn't bet this until very recently because it was sitting around minus 105 for the first five innings, but it did flip to plus 105 on the Twins. I like that down to even money, and I like their full game line down to plus 108. I jumped in on that as well. All right, there we go. So Zarillo is fully loaded today uh, on the slate. Love to see it. Very good. Okay, let's go to best bets. Are you going to place a bet or what? They never quit. It's unbelievable. It's kind of the game within the game here. Okay, cleaning up best bets. Uh, we are, we've got a record. Well, we've got the record all uh, tracked here. Uh, is, as Colin uh, belts out, a, belts out a, a big smile there before we continue. Um, Anthony did a nice job for us helping out um, calculate what the record was. So we appreciate that. Um, 24, 32, and 7. Bounce back spot though, right, Colin? This is a big bounce back spot today for, for payoff pitch. What do you have for us? Yeah, thanks to Anthony for uh, helping us track the record. Not thanks to Anthony for helping us pick some winners last week. I mean, I, I wasn't any help either but I just want to give him a little bit of a hard time here. Two best bets today, uh, both ones that I talked about already. I love the Dodgers on the run line. I'll go full game minus one and a half at plus 100. I think Gonsolin is legitimate top of the rotation arm. Zerillo mentioned some regression, probably a little bit of regression. I don't think it's coming today. And Cindergaard is just an absolute terrible matchup for this Dodgers offense. They're going to, even if they don't, hit the ball over the yard, they're, they're going to make a ton of contact against him, and this, that's not the kind of offense that you want to be facing if you can't miss bats, especially with two strikes, as Tony LaRusa knows all too well. Other bat, Rangers, first five innings, Dane Dunning against Jose Arquiti. Again, this is a good pitcher for a bad team against a bad pitcher for a good team. I think the Rangers offense is going to hit Arquiti, and the Rangers, Dane Dunning is going to keep Astros Bats at bay at least early on. So Rangers first five plus 100, my other best bet today. Okay, Sean Zarillo, triumphant return. What do you have for us? Two first five bets for me. I mentioned the Guardians. I like that up to minus 186 for the first five innings with Shane Bieber against Antonio Sensatella. You can get a minus 170 currently at FanDuel. And then the Orioles first five line, you can get a plus 170 at MGM. So we're going 170 on either side of the plus and minus. I like that Orioles first five line down to plus 162 against Yusei Kikuchi. Fading Kikuchi, that is uh, that is not a terrible idea. He has not been great, uh, but, the, but the Blue Jays just continue to send him out there. So very good. Gentlemen, great stuff. Again, Sean Zarillo, Colin Woodchurch, uh, two common customers here on Payoff Pitch, giving you all you need to know about today's baseball slate payoff pitch every tuesday and friday during the baseball season that will do it for us today for both of those guys brendan glasheen again please rate review subscribe we greatly appreciate it and we'll join you all again on friday good luck and have a great rest of your week look at this crowd on its feet what a tribute no one wants to leave